Group Medicare may sound like an oxymoron, but it can help expand your practice while freeing up significant benefit dollars for your group clients. What do you need to know to take advantage of this fast-growing practice area? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change that you want to see. Here's your host and chief transformation strategist, David Saltzman. This episode of the Shift Shapers podcast is brought to you by Captivated Health, a captive insurance arrangement that helps small and mid-market companies escape the fully insured marketplace and delivers stability, control, and savings without watering down employees' benefits or increasing their premium share. If you have clients in the educational institution or the engineering vertical, go to our website at CaptivatedHealth.com or click on the company logo on the Shift Shapers website. On this episode of Shift Shapers, we're speaking with Jason McClellan. Jason is CEO at Insurance Advisors Direct Agency. He presented a really interesting presentation recently at the National Association of Health Underwriters Leading Producer Roundtable. And my in-house Medicare expert, Aaron Fisher, said, you have to have Jason on Shift Shapers. Since I always do what Aaron tells me to do, welcome, Jason. All right. Well, thank you for having me, David. It's a pleasure. Let's level set. I think a lot of people understand what Medicare is. They've got a good fundament, at least in that. What is group Medicare other than the obvious and how does it differ? Well, good question. And, uh, you know, there are different types of group Medicare products. I don't know how in detail you'd like me to go with those, but essentially for someone who's working in the group Medicare market, you might come across, I would say the majority three different types of plans, which would be a group Medicare Advantage or MAPD type product, a group Medicare supplement. And then the product that we spent time presenting at the Soaring Eagle event, and that was a group retiree medical product. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Let's let's focus in on, on the retiree medical. And a lot of people kind of, again, are maybe broadly acquainted with the problem of retiree medical coverage, but let's let's do a little bit of a deep dive. What's an employer looking at? Why is this important for an advisor to have this conversation? Absolutely. So what we tend to find, and it has been quite the journey, somewhat bridging the gaps, because with this product, uh, when we talk to our individual Medicare supplement, Medicare Advantage writers, in many cases, they're not involved with the group space. They do strictly individual products. When we go into the group producers offices and we talk to them, they in many cases avoid the Medicare conversation. So there is a lot of education that goes into this product and, and a lot of, of searching for the agents that really understand both sides, the individual and the group side, and then the Medicare portion of it. So group retiree medical is pretty broad as to what types of groups can get involved with this product. And I'm going to speak specifically to one of our not products itself, but to a product that we use more frequently that is a little bit more flexible and how it works as well as who could get involved with this product. One of the products that we spend much of our training sessions reviewing would actually go down to as small a group as One Life. 
You know, when we talk to agents, a lot of agents think that when we hear or they hear group products, they think big, big groups. Well, we know that there's a lot of small groups out there. So our group, Retiree Medical, actually works for very small groups down to one life on up to hundreds and thousands of lives, just depending on what type of group you're you're introducing it to. That, that's the case with other products in the marketplace as well, I assume. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk about an employer. If I'm an employer's advisor and I'm looking to solve a problem, what is this problem? How do I, how do I approach it? What's what's it look like from the employer perspective? Sure. Well, obviously every employer is looking at the bottom line, and as we tend to find with some of the larger, you know, or companies that have been around for a long time, one of the hottest debates is the retiree benefits. So when you go into these large groups that have a huge retirement population, you can see the drain really and the impact on their and what it creates as in way of expenses or what it does to their budget. So when we walk into those companies, and in many cases, we're being invited in, what those companies are essentially looking at is how do we in the you know, how do we transition those retirees into a product that is good for them, but yet more affordable for the company or something that with maybe a, uh, a set stipend that those persons can actually go out and afford on their own without spending hundreds and thousands of dollars out of pocket and premiums on a, a monthly basis. So this would be something that helps transition people who are Medicare eligible, but still actively working into a different motif and off of the employer's base core medical plan? Well, that question, actually, there's a couple answers. So it depends on the size group. Uh, Legally, if you are working with a group that has less than 20 full-time employees, you could carve those individuals who are 65 and older who are on Medicare or Medicare eligible. You could actually transition them into a product like this. For those who are or those groups that are over 20 full-time employees, then it would be limited to those employees working less than 30 hours or those who are retired. So do these plans in any way, and one of the things I've heard is that, you know, when this happens, people get, nobody likes change. Does this kind of a transition disadvantage those employees who are eligible? Well, if we consider the small group, uh, just as an example, actually it's better for everyone. So in the small group environment, if you're dealing with an employer who has less than 20 employees, and let's say one of those or more of those employees are actually 65 or older and could have Medicare Part A and B, the nice thing about it is if you were to carve out those individuals, make Medicare Part A and B their primary, and now put them into this group retiree medical product with a employer group waiver program or a Part D of some sort you would actually be putting them into a better plan with, in many cases, first dollar coverage, where they may not be dealing with their current employer's plan, which would have a deductible, a copay, copays, maybe a network or out-of-network benefits to worry about. Because again, Medicare is primary, this program is secondary, and essentially you have no out-of-pocket expenses. Now, the advantage to the employer is now upon renewal, their renewal rates are actually going to go down because they're going, their average age amongst their group or their employee population is going to be decreased. So now they're actually saving money while providing better coverage for their Medicare, those who are of Medicare age. It's a lot of vocabulary. As I listen to your answer, 
if you're the average small group producer or maybe individual producer and you've only been working in core medical or maybe core medical plus some voluntary, how does one become educated? I know there's a lot of interest in this, especially in those populations, because commission compression is really hacked away at the top line income of, of these agencies. How does one start getting educated? Well, of course, you know, depending on their background or their experience in any one of these markets, whether it be Medicare or group, you know, is going to dictate what kind of training or what kind of support would be involved. For someone brand new to Medicare, we would, of course, spend much of our time just getting them prepared and trained up on just the basics of Medicare and what products exist from an individual and maybe even a group standpoint. We do courses frequently, live, web webinars and so forth that help those types of agents. Now, if you're dealing with your group producer, in some cases, or in many cases, I should say, the same thing applies because most group producers many cases are not familiar with Medicare or what to do with those individuals who are of Medicare age. So it's still an educational process, helping them understand Medicare, how Medicare works, the different parts of Medicare, and then getting into the product or the solution side of things, which can help their current uh, groups. But this this would not be something that you randomly dabble at. There it seems to me that from friends I know who are Medicare producers, there are there's way too much knowledge and you can do way too much harm if you aren't educated. Would that be a, a fair statement? Yeah, absolutely. You know, especially when you transition out of the standard individual Medicare supplement products and you get into more of these products we're talking about today, the group retiree medical there's a lot to learn, a lot to know. So yes, it would be a, a much deeper dive and would probably take somebody with, again, either Medicare experience or group experience to really fully understand this product, its market, and, and how to use it. So once I get trained up, what does the conversation with, with an employer sound like? How do you counsel benefit advisors to, to begin that conversation and to get the employer engaged? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the big ones we find that most agents are openly welcomed in to talk about is how can they save the employer money? How can they not only save the employer money, but how can they offer a better solution to their retirees in way of benefits? So usually in many cases, those employers are, are very much interested in helping their retirees and doing it in a cost-effective way. So those are probably the two big hot buttons that we tend to find will get us into those groups. And that's all types of groups. I know we focus more of the conversation here on employers, but remember these group retiree medicals, they can go into, we have a numerous types of groups, even in some states associations can sponsor these programs. We have, you know, an a number of opportunities from municipalities, unions, you know, S corps, C corps, LLCs, churches, you know, so there's a, a lot of options as far as who can actually introduce or sponsor a program like this to their retirees. And now a word from our sponsor. Captivated Health is a single source solution for your clients and prospects in the education and engineering verticals. The founders of Captivated Health have 35 years experience working with healthcare and benefit clients. And over that time, they've developed a keen understanding of the unique problems mid-market clients experience. Frustrated by a lack of control, the unpredictability of ever-increasing healthcare costs, and the pressures and regulations of the Affordable Care Act, these groups have been adrift in the fully insured commercial marketplace. Until now, Captivated Health has built a program that solves those problems 
and does so with virtually no disruption to employees while saving clients millions of dollars. We wanted you to be among the first to know that Captivated Health is building a national distribution partner network so you can bring this cutting-edge solution to your education and engineering clients that you advise. To learn more about Captivated Health solution, go to our website at www.captivatedhealth.com or click on our logo on the Shift Shapers website. So the mechanics of kind of once you engage with the employer and you, you gain their interest, the mechanics are, I don't want to simplify this, so tell me if I'm, I'm right, but the mechanics are getting a census, defining the population, and then quoting? The nice thing about these products actually is much simpler than that. In many cases, unless we're doing some sort of proprietary product with certain benefits that we're quoting out specifically for that group, which we can do for larger groups. In many cases, there's no census required. It's usually just a what we might see with some carriers calling a trust participation agreement or some sort of agreement that allows this product to be introduced to those retirees. There's no cost involved. There's no real obligations involved with with signing those forms and offering this product. Now, with some group retiree medical, you might have minimum group sizes or minimum participation rates. In many cases, what we do is we work with products that do not have those types of constraints because we work with groups, as I mentioned, from small as one one individual, one life on up. So it's a very simple process to offer this product to a group or an individual. So what's the sales cycle like? Is this just a one-time-a-year sale? Is this a year-round opportunity? Absolutely a year-round opportunity. This is does not have a annual election period or something that we might find in the individual Medicare Advantage space. These groups can sponsor these programs year-round. They can add individuals to these programs year-round. There's usually a once-a-year open enrollment that works in ways where essentially the group can change benefits or the individuals in those groups can change their personal benefits. Maybe they can ratchet down a deductible or add a copay. So they can make internal changes to the product. But again, individuals can enroll into these products year round. And when you do this with a group, is it one monolithic product for everybody or can is there an element of choice among the retirees? Absolutely. The choice is really up to the the group or whoever initially sponsored the program and made it available. But in most cases, what we find is there's a whole menu of benefits that can be offered from multiple deductibles, zero on up to a few thousand, co-pays, no co-pay options. There's add-on benefits, wellness benefits. So there's a number of items that could be added. What we tend to find is most groups that we bring in will basically check that box to offer all benefits. And that way, each individual or their spouse can pick and choose the benefits that matter to them the most. And from a billing standpoint, how does this stuff get billed? Good question. So this can be billed completely to the employer or it can be billed to the individual. We can even do split bills. What we have found with some groups or municipalities that we work with, that depending on their years of service, they may have earned certain credits or dollars towards their retirement health care. We can basically send that portion of the bill to the group, and we can send the remainder to the individual to be paid. This could be paid from pension dollars. So, um, very, very flexible on who who's billed or who who pays this premium. 
are these coverages portable? So if I'm still actively at work, but I, I fit within the parameters of the folks who can be carved out and who for whom these plans are available, if I leave the employer, is this something that's port- easily portable? Absolutely. So upon retirement, leaving that group, you decide to go somewhere warm, it follows you. It works just the same in that state. This group product in many cases too, depending on the company, but again, one that we're, we use more frequently, this can be sponsored in a state where it's approved and any individual that's part of that group in any state, even if it's a state where the technically the product's not approved, all that matters is where the product is actually being sponsored. That's where the rates are based. And those individuals that live in any of the other 50 states can have this product and use it in basically anywhere. Are these underwritten products? No, this product is going to be guaranteed acceptance or guarantee issue for the individual retiree and their spouse. Interesting. Well, it certainly seems as though it's a, it's a really neat opportunity for practices to expand. I know I'm sure it varies all over the country, but is there some rule of thumb as to what employers might be looking at saving or a range that you see typically in your practice? Good question. Um, I can reference one group that we recently helped. They had 40 retirees and they had, due to previous contracts with some of those workers, they had four or five different plans that were being used. Those plans had basically were network products. They're more Medicare Advantage driven. They were, there was co-pays, deductibles. So there was a lot going on and we actually went in with this agent who had this relationship. We helped clean that up. So we brought them into a group retiree medical product. They now had one plan for all their retirees. That plan actually had no network. It could be used anywhere. It had a zero deductible, zero copay. So it was basically first dollar coverage, what an individual Medicare producer might refer to as like a plan F. It would look similar to that. The savings for those 40 individuals saved that group over $750,000 in premium, annualized premium. That's certainly compelling, both from a straight savings and from a a benefit advisor who might want to take some of that savings and reposition it for voluntary benefits or DI or or some other some other things as well, some other things that might be within the purview of what the employer wants to wants to create. A couple of last questions: How important? I mean, everybody likes change, but nobody likes to be changed, right? So, how important is messaging in these kinds of situations so that the retirees don't feel as though this is something that's going to disadvantage them or give them less than what they've got today. It's very important. They really do have to understand what this change might mean for them and how it really works. As a matter of fact, the group I just referenced, that's what the agent did across, uh, I would have to say, a few different meetings. They hosted meetings with every retiree. They had them come in. They went through their benefits thoroughly. They explained their benefits, how they work, answered all of their questions, and that worked best for that group and would probably be the right thing to do with most groups. You know, just so they understand how it's going to work and that essentially, in many cases, it is in their best interest. Is this a, a new product or has this been out there for a while and is just now starting to catch fire? So this product, the one I'm, I've referenced a couple of times, it's been around for about 25 years. I have actually personally worked with this product for over 17 years and have seen that it has been an opportunity that's been around for a long time. 
I have seen definitely more interest in this in the last few years than the few prior to that. And I think that has to do, again, with the financial environment. A lot of companies we see, uh, again, I've mentioned municipalities a few times. You know, those are, are great opportunities because many municipalities around the country are having financial struggles. And depending on if they're self-insuring or if they're, you know, what type of coverage they're offering, what plans they have, again, this might be a great product to save them a lot of money. So we're starting to see a lot more attention on this type of product. And I guess, you know, some of the carriers that we've worked with over the years, we're starting to hear them even talk about these types of products. And up until a couple of years ago, they never talked about it, even if they had it. So I'd have to say it's definitely picking up momentum these last few years. Interesting. Jason, we've got about a minute left, and we, we usually like to ask our guests where they see the future going. So what's your vision in, in, in define future as long as you want or as short as you want? Sure. Well, I see as as advisors get comfortable and understand these types of products, I actually see these products taking on a bigger portion of the Medicare uh, business. You know, we see most business going towards either individual Medicare supplements or Medicare Advantage products. I think once agents understand this product, how it works and how many doors it can open and what it would do for their business and their growth opportunity, I see them using a product like this more frequently and becoming an everyday product for them versus maybe some of those other products I mentioned before. Fascinating. Jason McClellan, CEO at Insurance Advisors direct agency. Jason, thank you for sharing your expertise with our audience today. Well, thank you, David. I appreciate you having me out. The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of Strategic Vision Publishing and David Saltzman. This podcast may not be reproduced in any form, in whole or in part, without the express written permission of the producers. All rights reserved. 